Psalm 19 verse 1 calls us to look at the world around us to see the greatness of God. It says the heavens are telling the glory of God and the firmament proclaims his handiwork. Creation and creativity are what we're talking about today on the Alba podcast. Greetings, friend, and welcome to our time together today as we talk with a guest who truly has eyes to see the glory of God all around us. I'm Rusty Rabin. T.M. Moore, the principal of the Fellowship of Alba, is here. And T.M., our guest today is a longtime friend. Yes, he is, Rusty. Thank you. Bruce Van Patter and I met 35 or 36 years ago when we were both serving in the same church in suburban Philadelphia, and we just sort of hit it off right off the bat. I loved Bruce's creativity and his imagination and his willingness to try new things, and together we were able to do some pretty exciting things. Bruce, would you agree? Oh, that was a great time, Tim. Was we were able to uh, do some workshops on writing, mm-hmm. start an arts fellowship, create a really artistic newsletter for our church. And from that point, Bruce, you have just gone off in all kinds of directions of creativity. The Lord has used you in many ways. And, and let me throw in here, Tim, that that was the time where you encouraged me to write. And I know this is something you do with a lot of the brothers here at Alba. Um, you told me that I had some real writing skill. And uh, it caught me by surprise. I, I hadn't really thought of it at that point because I had always been an artist. And uh, it really lit a fire under me. Well, I was so excited when we reconnected a few years ago and started meeting more frequently and, and getting together. And then your interest in and desire to become a part of our fellowship as a brother in the Fellowship of Iowa just really, I think, has added a big plus to our uh, ministry, and certainly to our website, your 818 column is really a beautiful contribution there, right below the fold when you go to visit the website, www.ilba.org, and you'll see it by the beautiful pictures that are in the window there as we get started. So yeah, Rusty, it's it's really good to have Bruce with us today. Well, Bruce, I, in looking at our website, uh, on there, you're described as a person on a lifelong journey to delight in the handiwork of the creator. I like that, but unpack that a little bit. What does that mean to you, for you, about you? Okay. Um, well, let me give a little personal history. So I came to know the saving work of Jesus when I was 14, which is young. But even by then, I knew what I wanted to do for a living. Um, I, I wanted to be an artist. So my entire adult life, I've had this, this two-pronged pursuit of, of finding the Lord and, and understanding him as the creator and also pursuing my own art and uh, seeing it as a response to what I learn of the Lord. So um, I, I don't know that I've had the clarity that I have right now about it, but my whole life I've been seeking those two things, to know the creator and to know how to express my own creativity. There's a sense kind of which, Bruce, in which your column at the website, 818, is kind of a, a journal of your, of your journey, and it brings us in through the photographs that you take and the sharing that you make from your, from your artistic journal and your comments, especially at light as you've been walking us through the book of, of Isaiah. Where did, where did that idea come from for a column, and why do you call it 818? Well, TM, as you probably remember, this this is the long version, by the way. Do you want the long version or the short version? <laughs> the short version. 
<laughs> okay. Well, TM gave no, me a no. Do do the long do the long okay, version. Okay, the long version. <laughs> <laughs> the long version is that TM. Well, first of all, TM loves to send me emails of uh, things that he's reading, and I would say about half of them I don't fully understand because I'm not as smart as TM. But um, he sent me a link to, uh, and it was an odd an odd thing to link me to, but it was um, an article about a Scandinavian writer who was really adept at uh, writing observations. Not so much plot, but just describing what was going on. And, and it just, when I read it, it inspired me. Uh, and I thought, I'd love to do something like that, that kind of observational. So then in talking with TM, he encouraged me to, to come up with a way to to write a regular column about observing the world. So, and this is how I think. So I think, okay, what would be really cool is to have a time during the day where I would, my, I'd set my phone to go off and I would observe in that moment. When it would, you know, the alarm go off, I'd say, all right, Lord, what do you want me to learn right here, right now? So then I thought, well, it should be a time that happens twice a day because it doubles my possibility of, of <laughs> finding something. And it's so then, so that narrowed it down. But then I thought, ooh, this should be a scripture verse that has to do with observing. So then, and I'm, I've spent a lot of time in scripture looking at, at um, how the Lord commands us to use our eyes and, and use our ears. And so I started looking at some of those verses and I came across Mark 8, 18. And, and the background of this is that, that the disciples, they had just fed the, the 5,000 and uh, they got into a boat and they're going across the lake and um, Jesus starts talking about the leaven of the Pharisees and they, they say to each other, oh, he must be upset because we forgot bread. <laughs> and, and Jesus turns to them and he says, don't you have eyes to see? Don't you have ears to hear? And can't you remember? And I thought, what a perfect verse for, you know, for this, this adventure and observing. That's Mark 8, 18. Mark 8, 18. Yep. And, and then just, just to make it even more apropos, it is my birthday, 8, 18. <laughs> it's my birthday. So I thought, this is a perfect thing. So what happened, though, was very quickly, and I was trying to write it every day in the beginning, but very quickly I realized it is super hard to be someplace interesting <laughs> at any given moment of the day. And, you know, to be, you know, I'd be driving on the highway and my alarm would go off and I'm like, what, what, what is here? You know, I'd pull the car, <laughs> car over and there's like grass, you know? And so I thought, well, maybe, maybe that's a little bit restrictive. Um, so even, even though on the website, I think we still have a, a watch as my logo. Um, but Set I, right I at 818. yeah, I, I disentangled it from the actual time because it was just too hard. But, um, but the idea is that I would still, I would go out and, and try to observe something and listen to what the Lord might have to say about it. Hmm. And you can subscribe to Bruce's 818 newsletter, his column on our website at the fellowship of Alba. That web address is www.ilba.org. That's A-I-L-B-E dot org, alba.org. And at the website, you'll find a number of other columns, teaching newsletters, uh, ministry resources for churches, as well as individuals, 
books and writings on the subject of creational theology, which, uh, guys, is probably a topic we want to get into maybe on a future podcast. Yeah, what do you I think say? so. I think that's a good topic. Yeah, but, but TM, you've actually written on that topic of seeing the glory and grandeur of God in creation. One of your books that's available at the website, Consider the Lilies. Yeah, I wrote that book about 20 years ago, and people are still reading it today. One of our brothers who's uh, coming into the fellowship and the membership process, that's how he became introduced to it, is reading this book with his family at the dinner table. He just decided, I've got to find this guy and contact him, and he did, and now he's in the process of becoming a member in our fellowship. Oh, that's neat. That's neat. So lots of things, including Bruce's 818 column, Okay, so Bruce, we're out with you, and we're tramping around in the Pennsylvania woods. It's 818 in the morning. You're looking all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. We're freezing and wanting a cup of coffee. What's, <laughs> what's going on? What are you looking for? What are you going to see? Okay, so first of all, uh, I want to disavow the idea that I'm doing it at 818. But, um, but also, um, so up until March, I was traveling extensively. So even though I live in the middle of Pennsylvania, a lot of my column was uh, based on walks that I would do in various cities. I was in a different city almost every week. Um, so, and, and I will say that it is easier if, if I'm in a place that I haven't been before, because it's so much more stimulus, so many more things that are happening around me that I can notice. But not all of the column obviously is is set in other places. It's, I've done many, many walks around my town. Um, A lot of my observation is even in the house. Um, But let's, let's talk about what we call an awareness walk or a 818 walk. Basically, there's two ways to, um, to approach the relationship of, of our world and awareness in our world with Scripture. One is to start with Scripture and go out. The other one is to go out and end up with Scripture. So the column started mostly as go out, and the first thing that I would do is I would say to the Lord, there's a little quick prayer, and I would pray, Lord, what do you want to show me? What do you want to teach me? And, and that was part of the process because I, I think it's good to, to, to initialize the process by kind of awakening your, kind of opening the door to the Spirit, just to say, I'm making myself receptive to you now. Um, it's not that the Lord can't break in, but it, it really helps to say, this is the time I'm dedicating to hearing your voice. And so then I'd, I'd go, go for a walk and I'd just start looking at things. And sometimes I'd, I'd stop, sit down and observe. Um, but just noticing things, things let, like- let me, um, let me jump in, Bruce, because yeah, here's yeah. one thing I've noticed. Now, you're in your columns, the photographs that you, that you take and that you take off on and that you tie into scripture, these are not things like big spectacular sunsets or a high. Sometimes. This is the stuff that people walk past every day of their lives, whether it's in a cityscape where many of your columns are poised or, or, or out in the countryside or even in your own yard. Yeah. These are everyday things. What makes you stop and look at those tomatoes in your window, for example? <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, 
That's a good question. Uh, some of it is that I've been a creative person all my life. So there are certain things that I, I look for texture. One of the big ones is light. So if, if something, so the, the I, I put up uh, recently, there, there's a tree that's lit up in the forest. So those things are easy because it's almost like God's putting a spotlight on and saying, look at that. Um, but some of it is just um, looking down, looking up, um, slowing down. Uh, there, are, there are textures sometimes that catch my eye. Um, there's contrast. For instance, if I'm in a city and there's a, a beautiful old building, but it's, it's pressed right up against a sleek new skyscraper, you know, like something like the contrast there really grabs me. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a wide range of things. Um, and I don't know that I, I probably have a list someplace, but it's more intuitive. Well, now, you, you have done over 200 of these 818 college yeah. over the years. Does any one stand out as striking and, and something that you revisit yourself? Well, there, I learn from every one of them. And, and, um, and I will answer this question, but let me, let me back up just a little bit and tell you, like, the, I, you know, we kind of got off from my two. <laughs> There's two ways that I do this, right? So we are, I just want to close the loop on this. But when I go out and I observe, right, and I'm saying to the Lord, what do you want to teach me? What do you want, to, what do you want me to see and, and hear? But seeing is more dominant than hearing. Um, I might get something. Let me give you an example. I was in a city, and um, I was in a bad mood about traveling. <laughs> that happens sometimes when you travel every week. And uh, I just, I kind of closed down in the car, in the airport, you know, waiting. And I'm standing waiting for, for the lift ride to come pick up. And I realized, oh, I haven't really prayed. So I said, Lord, what do you want me to see? What do you want to teach me? And I look up and there's just this interesting combination of architecture. And so I take a picture of it. And then I started thinking about how I looked up and there was this surprising thing. So over the next day or so, I, I would consciously stop and look up and I take a picture. So I took a picture of this beautiful arrangement in the ceiling in the lobby of the hotel. I remember that one, yeah. Yeah, and, and this culminated with me walking out at dusk and looking up and seeing hundreds of thousands of bats streaming overhead in, in this undulating river of bats in the air. It was this in San Antonio that's known for having these bat colonies under the bridges. But then I come back to scripture and I say, Lord, okay, so I, you're teaching me to look up. So wh where can I find something in scripture that has to do with it? So then I'll go to scripture and I'll, maybe I'll do a word search for look up. And then I'll let the word overlay what I'm hearing from the Lord and, and kind of drive it home. And, and, and that's how we do the third one, which is remember. Is when we link it to scripture... And then scripture, you know, you've got this beautiful overlay of your experience in scripture. And the experience makes it very immediate. It's not just, oh, I'm reading this thing. I should learn that someday. I've already come in from an experience that's fresh that the Lord said, hey, look up. Then I read scripture and those two dovetail into this beautiful, powerful, personal connection to the Lord. 
So that, I find these columns to be very contemplative. Mm-hmm. And I would think quite appropriate for a Lord's Day meditation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, because they deal with the creation and redemption, which are both of the purposes the scripture tells us why the Lord has given us the Lord's Day, to meditate on mm-hmm. redemption, to meditate on creation. And if you go to our website, www.ilba.org, click on the Articles tab, and then under the Columns tab, click on 818. All of Bruce's columns are there. You could bookmark that column, 818, and visit that on any given Sunday and spend an hour and more just meditating with Bruce on the things that he's seen. They're really rich enough to do that, Bruce, I think. Mm. I would agree wholeheartedly. One, one more thing about this. So the other way to go, which is you start with scripture, then you go out, is what's been happening with Isaiah. So I started reading Isaiah, uh, studying Isaiah with a commentary about uh, eight months ago, I guess. And then, you know, so then I'm reading scripture and something will stick out to me, some, some concept, you know, like, like the other day I was thinking about this wonderful thing where he, he, he mocks the people that make idols out of wood. Half of it you burn in the fire, half of it you worship, right? And so then, so then I started thinking about wood. And then I realized, oh, I've got I've to do this wood pile thing. And next thing I know, now I'm out and I'm doing something that's connected to what I read, read in Scripture. It's the same connection of experience and Scripture. It's just reversed. The word is a living thing in sh- for sure, isn't it? Yeah, you know, and, and I will say that I, I, am a, I am a child of modernism, meaning, you know, I came to Christ through the whole rationality, you know, of, of C.S. Lewis and, and, uh, and other writers and university press. And so, um, and, and one of the things I've struggled with over the years is, you know, head knowledge can only take you so far. You know, we, we need to experience Jesus in the day, right? In what we do. And so 818, I, I didn't see this coming, but 818 is a way that the Lord has met me in my, my day-to-day life. It's not just like I'm, I'm reading scripture and then I'm sticking in my back pocket, right? There are times during the week where I make a conscious effort to say, all right, Lord, you know, you're walking with me. I need to hear you today. Hmm. Now, Bruce, what you've been describing about what you do and, and this aspect of your your relationship with the Lord and how it's working out this way. Is there any way you can teach this? You know, you know, we in the fellowship of Alba we talk about mentoring and hmm. and uh we talked with a brother Dean Stinchfield a while back about men mentoring men. And you know, you knew from an early age uh, you wanted to be an artist, that you had these kind of creative gifts. Uh, but could you, could you teach someone like me who does not have something like that how to have those eyes to see? Is this a, is this a skill that can be uh, mentored in, in other people? Well, Rusty, I'm going to use you as an example of how I've already done this. I'm not going to take credit for this, but um, we had a retreat, an ALBA retreat, where I think it was seven of us got together in, yeah. in Vermont. And, um, and TM encouraged me to teach the attendees about this awareness walk thing. So we did this. And, and you and was it John? Who did you go with? I went with Mike McQueen. Yes, with Mike McQueen. Because I remember this still. 
you and Mike went to a Starbucks or some coffee place. Yeah, yeah. That and you observed and you came back and you reported about how in a coffee shop, there are two communities. There's the community behind the counter and the community out in front of the counter. And you yes. sat and you watched the, these two communities and how they existed and then the bridges that they made to each other. And it, it stuck with me. I thought, what a fantastic observation about something that people do every day without noticing. So yeah, I mean, and, and I'll tell you that um, on one of, my, one of my corporate gigs, I worked with a young woman who um, turned out was a, a really energetic, strong Christian. And, uh, and so as we got talking about this, I realized she had a lot of the same kind of creative bent. And so we were in San Antonio, and that might've been the same, the same trip in San Antonio. And I said, we should do an awareness walk together and take our, our cameras. And so we went out and I actually asked her, so when you do this, because she had told me that sometimes she does this kind of thing, what, what do you look for? So she actually taught me some of the things that she has in her head when she's looking. But yeah, I think it's easy to pass this on. Well, let me say that uh, our, our granddaughter Reagan is homeschooled and Susie and I have her for Thursday afternoons and I have the science section. And mm -hmm. with every science section, we go out on an awareness walk. We take our cameras right. and we always try to find something to take a picture of. Then we come back home and using a phone app, we identify what it is and we talk about how this speaks to us about the glory of God. So you've taught me and now I'm teaching Reagan and she's actually working on a little paper on creational theology based on the things that you do, Bruce. So it's really pretty exciting to me. That's wonderful. You know, TM, I, I wish this were a uh, video podcast just so we could show some of the things Bruce does because uh, he just referenced his, a corporate gig. Uh, yeah. But when he was doing all this traveling, what he did was uh, scribing. Is that the correct term? Yeah. And, and he, yeah. you did this at our, at our retreat that you, you mentioned a moment ago last year. And to, to, to watch Bruce at work, uh, we're having a conversation among the group of us and he's just listening and drawing and interpreting or, or portraying our conversation visually. Uh, just an amazing, amazing gift you and uh, ability you have. It is indeed. And it's just one of the many gifts of creativity that Bruce has. I too wish this were a video podcast so that people could see the drawing on the wall behind Bruce <laughs> that he's been working on for months now and that we all have been watching him develop and try to explain yeah. to us what's going on. Uh, it's, it's a funny thing. Well, so that actually has to do a little bit about my desire to, to keep having fun with art, you know, like to make a living from art, you know, <laughs> you have to find ways of, it's not compromise, but you have to, have to do what pays so um and i love what i do but it's very prescribed and very regimented it's very improvisational but uh, i realized what i really needed was something that i hadn't pre-thought so i put up this big piece of paper four foot by seven foot piece of paper in my studio in january this is one of my goals for the year and uh, i just started doing this epic drawing uh, and, and not really having a plan, but just kind of letting it go. Then COVID hits and it's behind me. <laughs> and so all of these calls that I'm doing 
it's this crazy thing that I've done behind me. And it's funny because I have this moment where somebody is on the call and I see them lean forward towards the camera, right? And their face gets bigger and I realize, oh, they're looking at the mural behind me. <laughs> well, but I mean, doesn't that say volumes about the power of art and creativity? When we see something like this, we're drawn to it. We yeah. are drawn to it. And in a day like ours, perhaps the fruit of modernity, people have kind of lost the ability to appreciate creativity, to participate creatively in things, and even to look at a piece of art and appreciate the beauty of it and then begin to understand why it is. And on a future podcast, we're going to talk about this creative process a little bit more, Rusty. And so we look forward to your bringing us together again for another conversation with Bruce Van Patter. Indeed, look forward to that. You're listening to the ILBA podcast today with T.M. Moore, the principal of the Fellowship of ILBA. I'm Rusty Rabin. Our guest has been Bruce Van Patter, uh, commercial artist and uh, writer for the Fellowship of ILBA. His column 818 uh, can be found on our website, www.ilba.org along with many, many other resources. TM, uh, most of them for free. Folks can download devotional resources, study resources. Uh, what are some of the other things folks oh, can find? Wait, there, there are literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of free resources at the website. There are Bible studies of books of the Bible. There are thematic studies looking at the Christian worldview. There are morning and evening readers to help in your devotional. There are assessment tools. All the stuff is there. It's all free. Just go to the website, find what you want. If you can't find what you, you want, use the contact button and write to us, and we'll tell you how to get it, or we'll get it to you in some way. We really want to make good use of these resources. And so thanks for mentioning that, Rusty, and thanks yeah. for hosting us today. Well, and particularly Bruce Van Patter's 818 column. And I liked your suggestion, TM, that this is a column to use on the Lord's Day meditatively to think about both God's creation and the salvation he's provided through Christ. 818 okay. from Bruce Van Patter. Can I tell you one thing that I regret about the column? This is actually a positive thing. It's not really a negative thing. But I do regret that I, I can't get more people involved. So, for instance, I wish that I could write more about the people uh, around me because I think observationally, um, you know, the world is a place where, where the glory of the Lord shows up. But I think his glory shows up in his people even more. And, um, and I do have one, <laughs> the, the one most, uh, probably the most amazing 818 walk that I did was in Chicago, uh, where I've gone on many of these. But I, uh, I had been uh, walking along near, near the Cloud Gate, which is the big silver bean. And there was um, a young woman in her 20s that was sketching and painting. And I thought I knew her. I, 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 she looked a little bit like somebody I had talked to a couple years ago in Chicago, but I thought, what are the chances? And I didn't want to really, it's a little weird to walk up to somebody and say, hi, what are you, you know, what are you painting? But um, I just felt the Lord really nudging me to go to talk to her. So I went up and we, I engaged her and we got talking and I asked her about what she was painting. And anyhow, it turns out not only is she a Christian, but that she grew up with a poster of my first children's book hanging on her closet wall. 
I remember that story. Yeah, yeah, which is unbelievable. I know it's unbelievable, and and she's actually a she's actually a missionary um, and does work in the arts cross culturally, which is amazing. So I'm I'm now follow I now follow her, but I wish there was more. It, it's pretty tough to write about people, um, because there's the whole issue of you know asking them permission, and you know it's it, it becomes. It, it, it's a little bit of a different thing, but I do wish that there was more ways to work in um, people's stories into the column. Well, TM, that's uh, something else we didn't talk about today that we'll need to bring up the next time. Bruce, as a children's book author. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he's been down that road. Yeah, yeah. He's taught, I, in, he has taught in elementary schools around the country over 100,000 elementary kids on the subject of creativity and storytelling. We're going to get into that in a future podcast. And I'm looking forward to it. Bruce Van Patter, our guest today on the Alba podcast. Thanks for being with us. For TM Moore, I'm Rusty Rabin. Join us again soon for another Alba podcast. Mm-hmm.